three, two, one. that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in the heaven and things in the earth and things under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Welcome, welcome everyone again to another episode of It's the Love of God for Me. I am your host, Lenisha, and I'm so grateful that I have the privilege today again just to, you know, just share a word with those of you that are my listeners. Today we have a special guest on board with us today by the name of Brother Rohan Reed. Uh, you know, it's really a wonderful privilege to get him to come on this platform. And he's here today to share his testimony with you. You know, uh, just to let you know, again, this season is all about testimonies. We want you to know how we overcome that wicked one by the blood of Jesus Christ and by our testimony. So we are here to tell you about it all. And as you guys would have known already, we're all about just real to the core, just telling you as is. So Brother Rohan Reed is a servant of the Most High God, one who loves and fears the Lord, one who desires to please God and, of course, to be with Jesus when he calls the church out of this world. He is the husband of one wife and one child, a believer in the apostles' doctrine. Everyone, let us welcome to the stage, yes, I said it, to the stage, Brother Ro and Reed. Brother Ro and Reed, sir, welcome to It's the Love of God for Me podcast. Go ahead and just, you know, share with us and let us know who is Rohan Reed. Amen, amen, amen. Bless the Lord Jesus Christ, Sister Leshna. And uh, bless the Lord Jesus Christ to your listening audience. Grace, mercy, and peace be multiplied unto you all in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Uh, it is indeed a great privilege for me to have been invited on this, podca this podcast tonight. And uh, it is something that I do not take lightly. Amen. And um, just to introduce myself, amen, um, Sister Leshna did give a brief introduction of, of me. I am Rohan Reed. That's my name. Amen. I am the first of nine children for my parent, Deacon Ainsley, um, his dear wife and mother. Amen. And... Um, how should I start? Well, I've started. <laughs> uh, 
There's so many testimonies. But just to get back to the point that um, from the time that our consciousness of self um, um, and mother were already in the faith. And so I was blessed so, so, to be born. Um, sorry, uh, Rohan, read not to not to type in, you know, but um, I just want to pause on you a moment right there. Um, so, guys, as you hear it, uh, Brother Rohan Reed is about to go into his testimony and share with us, um, you know, just his backstory of where his life was before he came to know Christ. And one thing I have to point out, Sir Reed, is that you did say my name is Lenesha. Lenesha, I can't even pronounce it the way you pronounce it. And you don't know, but in one of the episode I was sharing with my listeners, I used, I started this podcast um, and I used to use my middle name, which is Melissa. And I'm sure that's the name you know me as. Um, and many people know me as that's Melissa true. because that's my middle name. So over the course of the years, I've always used my middle name because my first name, I think, I used to say it's weird, but people say it's not. It's unique. And, you know, so I kind of not use my, 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 my first name because of that reason. I'm just like, oh, it's hard to pronounce many persons. When I tell them, they always have trouble, you know pronouncing it so i kind of just shy away from using it and recently the lord has been dealing with dealing with me about my first name he wants me to embrace it and he would bring me through the word and i realized as i said in another episode that everybody that god called always he called them by their first name and so i just right. want to tell you it's ladisha right <laughs> okay it's I, I stand corrected um, I didn't want to address you by the name that I knew you by. So <laughs> since you had introduced yourself, I just followed in the same vein. Okay, so it's Sister Lenisha. Yes, uh, that's hopefully what I have, have mm -hmm. stated it correct. Right. So, right, um, so go ahead and tell us now. Um, you tell us who is uh, Rohan Reed. We want to know your testimony, where it all started for you. Okay, so. It all started, as I was saying earlier, that I was blessed. Uh, I won't use the word fortunate. I won't use the word lucky. I was blessed to be born to my parents. And so when I came to consciousness, as it were, con being conscious of life, my parents were already Christian. Um, and so I was raised in a Christian home. And at the age of five years old, I received the Holy Ghost. And uh, um, just to be correct, I think it was six, 1985. I received the Holy Ghost in 1985. And I was baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ in the year 1985. Um, I was raised in a Christian home. Um, about in the year 1999, I became a member of the law enforcement. And it was during that period, um, we, 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 I would say that I fell out of that sort of relationship that I had with the Lord. And... Um, should influence, yes, yes. And during that period of time, um, whilst out there, like the prodigal son, <laughs> um, I still had the fear of the Lord upon my life. Yes, because I grew up in a home where every day, early in the morning, my father would wake us up at about five, all nine children, and would have morning devotion. We'd sing from the hymnal, we'd read the word, and we'd pray. Even though sometimes when we're in our younger time, in prayer we'd fall asleep. Um, whether or not we wanted to pray, we had to get out the bed, yes, for morning devotion. And growing up with such, you know, a large family, um, it was not easy. 
we grew up we 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 grew in a two bedroom house just imagine a two bedroom house um to house a family of 11 mother and father and nine siblings yeah. <laughs> and uh, we were rough days growing up when it was probably three of us it wasn't so bad but when it got to four when daddy had uh, my fourth brother going fifth sixth till my my sister which was seventh and then the last two, which is a pair of twin that make it up to nine, it got really rough. And mm -hmm. I, I recall there were many, 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 many days when our dinner, yes, I'm not ashamed to say it, our dinner was turncorn meal and sugar and water if we have sugar <laughs> to make the sugar and water. Many Sundays when people were going home to them rice and peas and chicken, as a traditional Jamaican Sunday dinner. Eh? Uh, we were sometimes turn car meal and sugar and water. Sometimes we never have no dinner. Yes. <laughs> sometimes some white rice and kalaloo, for those who know kalaloo, yeah. Or some chicken foot if we were, you know, somebody was moved to, to send some chicken foot, cook some chicken foot, and, you know, that was it for us. Um, there were times too, I can recall, just even sitting here speaking, um, where my father didn't have the money to pay the light bill and the light was cut off for a long time. Similarly, the water was cut off for a long time and we had to get water from our neighbors so that we could have a bath and, and all those things. So basically, so basically uh, Brother Rohan Reed, what I'm hearing is that the Jamaican terms, we would say, we not grow up with gold spoon in our mouth, right? right. Um, I am very familiar with this kind of upbringing. And, and so oftentimes I always say, you know, if, if, if you never grow up and eat certain things, you don't know what poor life or what it means to be poor. Because when you talk oh. about dumpling and butter or a little oh, oil, I and, 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 that. and that was our dinner sometime to go to bed. So I'm very familiar with this kind of upbringing. And so oh. you this way and and um experiencing this situation and 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 is saved you mentioned further that you when you got a bit older you begin to to stray away what was it about the world i know you said it's influence of friend but what was it exactly that really had pulled you out there in sin what what was it that you saw that you felt like all right then i want to go and try this this thing i tell you something you know Getting to that point is not something that occurs overnight. Mm -hmm. um, so when you begin to fall off from that discipline of prayer, you begin to fall off from that discipline of the word. You know, that's when now you begin to, your desire for the things of God begins to wane. And so what the enemy does is to push the things of the world before your face and to, and to cause it to appear to be attractive. Because he knows that you are not in the sort of communication or fellowship or communion with the Lord. You see, the enemy is very strategic, you know. When you are in much prayer and in much fasting and dedication to the word of the Lord, the enemy stays back. He, he stays back and he watches you. He observes and he analyzes your activities. Yes? And then... What, what he does is to cause situations to arise that suppose, say, for, for argument's sake, I, I, I mean, from time to time, many a times I'm going into prayer. And as soon as my knee hit the ground to go into prayer, my phone ring. Yes? <laughs> Somebody's yes. calling. And before I, I, and before I got certain understanding that it was a, a strategy of the enemy, I used to take the calls. And then what you find is that you find yourself in a conversation so long that you don't bother to pray. Yes. And, 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 and so your prayer life is affected. And so you begin to fall out of communion with the Lord. And so when the enemy, what you do, you'll send an attractive looking female who will say the right things to, to, to get your attention. And so yes. it, was, it was one of those sort of situations where, I fell out of fellowship and communion with the Lord. And so the enemy showed his beat. And in my state of weakness, I fell for the beat yes, and yes. fell into sin. And 
although I was out there, I had the fear of the Lord upon me because I remember moments when I even went to the movies with a girlfriend at the time. And whilst I was in the theater, I was like thinking to myself, but Ron, you don't belong here. Suppose the Lord should come now and catch you here. <laughs> you know? And, um, and, 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 and so one of the things that I'm very happy about is, is what my father imparted to us when we were young before we actually went out on our own. Because in the impartation of the word and those insistent, um, insistence for us to pray in the mornings and so on, I believe was the thing that planted the fear of the Lord in my life, in my heart, that there were still that I did not indulge in because of the fear of the Lord upon my life. And so in those moments when I felt as far from God, I, I, I found myself in life and death situation. Yes, when I said, boy, I am the worst sinner in the world. <laughs> I, mm. I recall one night as a, as a law enforcement officer, this is a testimony, uh, where I was, I was, I was on, on patrol with a colleague of mine, another law enforcement officer. And I remember like uh, we were responding to a shoot in Kingston, Kingston Central area. And I was driving a police car unmarked and we were in our vest and we had our weapons and all that stuff. And I remember like one minute before I had my weapon in my hand and then it's like I found myself put it, put on the weapon. I had both hands on the steering. And as I was passing an intersection, um, I, I turned my head to the right and I saw a guy standing on the sidewalk with a gun in his hand. It was pointed in my direction. And immediately I felt the presence of the Lord overshadowed me in my mm. sinful state. <laughs> the presence of the Lord overshadowed me and the Lord brought this peace, this calm upon me. And I heard the voice of the Lord. It's not my voice. It's the voice of the Lord. It was so clear. It said to me, don't reach for your gun. Don't take your hand off the steering. Don't go any faster. Don't go any slower. And that was it. That's all the voice of the Lord said to me. And in my mind, I was saying, God, by this now the car passed the guy. And I looked through the rearview mirror and I saw the gun pointed at the back glass. Mm. My God. Wow, what a powerful testimony. Um, we are listening to the testimony of Brother Rohan Reed. I, I really feel the presence of the Lord upon me as I'm hearing, you know, this kind of experience and just the instruction that God gave him in the midst. And so, you know, Amen. it's just, just amazed me, brother, brother Rowan Reed of how God works, God works in a mysterious way. So you said, uh, brother Reed, that when you drove off the car, right? You saw this this man still pointing the gun towards I, the car. Tell us what else, what happened after that? Right. Please don't let my colleague see this guy. Because I don't want my colleague to see him and then decide to fire at him. Because you'd have to put the gun, his gun across my face. And chances mm -hmm. are he, he, he may shot, shoot me by accident. And if the guy had decided to, to respond. I would be nearest to the guy as well. And so my colleague said to me, Reed, is what that the boy have? I'm saying it exactly what he said. And I said, I see him about Mac 11. <laughs> said to me, my colleague said to me, don't try anything, you know. I said, I'm not trying nothing. Because the Lord had already spoken to me and given me clear instructions. Mm. And so by this now, as the car was proceeding slowly, the, the guy had the gun pointed. And so we came to the intersection of Charles Street and the Princess Street because we're heading to the Kingston Public Hospital. And I was tense because I was listening now to hear gunshot being fired from behind the vehicle and all that stuff. I didn't hear any shot fire. And when I turned 
onto Princess Street and was now out of arm's way by the mercies of God. That is when fear came upon me. It was when I was delivered, when I was out of the trouble <laughs> by the mercies of God. That was when I felt my, my, my belly bottom, as Jamaicans would say, weak. And mm. I said to my colleague, you know, that we just did a while ago, you know. Thank God. Yes, man. So God in his mercy, you know, while I was in a, a, a messed up state, you know, came to my rescue. And I, 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 I want to say this to somebody who, who, who may be in a messed up state right now and feel as if they are far away from God and think that God don't care about them and that. Right. And so, um, again, guys, it is Brother Rohan Reed. He is sharing with us, um, you know, just his experience with God. Uh, I, I, I think he's kind of chipping in and out, and I don't know uh, what's really going on with the connection. But nevertheless, we are still, we're just still moving forward. Amen. Uh, Rowan Reed, are, are you still there? Brother Rowan Reed, are you still there? I am very much here. Can you hear me? Yes, we can, can hear you, you now. Okay. Uh, yes, you, you were giving encouragement to those who are listening um, that they might be in a messed up situation. And then right. we lose the right to continue. Right. So I, I just want to, to, to encourage someone that, you know, you may feel that you are in a very messed up state and believe that, you know, God is far from you and that God is, doesn't care about you. But I have news for you that God is very much present. Yes. He is very much present and he, he, he loves us with an everlasting love. What God is waiting on is for us to come to our senses like the prodigal son and come back to him. Yes, many mm -hmm. a times, you know, we, we, have, we stray and we find ourselves in some tight spots. And because we are saying to ourselves that God, you know, may mess up and, you know, because you're, 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 this condemnation comes upon you. You are afraid to call upon God for help, even in trouble, because you say, boy, you're disconnected from God. But I'm encouraging you that even in your mesh, if your back is against the wall, call for Jesus. And I guarantee you, if you call upon Jesus with all your heart, he's going to respond to you. Because the Bible says that it is not his will that any should perish but that all should come to repentance. And there's another scripture that says that, that it shall come to pass, that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be delivered. Amen. So that shall it be in Jesus' name. Amen. And so, Brother Reed, so much that we have heard thus far. We want to hear a little bit more, man. So tell us, man, do we want to go down in a Nitty gritty, guys. You know, wah, wah. let us understand. So after this experience, I, while you were talking about it, I was trying to envision it, you know. And I said, God Almighty, can you imagine to be in a situation like that? The fear that would have gripped, normally gripped that, a person. And to right. know that, oh, dear God, rest his peace upon you. And you never felt fear right. until after you leave that scene. Yes, I was out of arm's way. That fear came upon me. In the situation, the Lord overshadowed me with his presence, with his peace, and just yes. calm me. There was no panic. And it is a day, it is a day that is etched in my memory because there is a continuation of this, of this, this situation, in the sense that so this testimony, this incident occurred sometime after 4 a.m. in the morning. And about 10 a.m. the said morning, myself and the same officer, we were on North Street when we received a radio transmission that there was a gunman on the Kingston College campus, the North Street campus. We were nearest to the North Street campus of Kingston College. This, is a, this was in the year 2005, right? And it's, it occurred October 
It could have been the 25th of October, 2005. And I recall that we responded because we were nearest to North Street. When we got to Kingston College, we spoke to a police officer who was assigned to the school as a school resource officer, meaning he was there to ensure security and the orderly conduct of the student on the campus. And I recall he briefed us and he showed us the gunman who was to the eastern end of the playing field at the school. And myself and the officer, we, we began to move in the, the direction of the, the young man who was armed with a firearm. He was in a tree and when he saw us, he jumped out of the tree and he began to fire at us and we began to fire back in his direction. In the process, the firearm that I had, it stopped working. And, I, 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 and then I recognized that my colleague, his firearm also stopped working. By this, the guy was now running in a southerly direction um, towards the other end of the field. And I managed to clear the stoppage. And by then, the guy fired again at us and went over the wall, made his escape. And after that incident, it's, it's like the Lord quickened me to bring back to me that, listen, in the first instance, the first incident where he told me not to reach for the gun and all of that was to show me that, listen, if it was the gun that I was going to depend on mm. to save me, then it would have failed me like how it failed us in the second situation, the very same day. Wow. It, it was so clear and profound. Mm. You took the word of, out of my mouth, uh, Brother Rowan Reed. I was going to say so profound, you know, and, and it's just, I'm just listening the goodness of God. And at this time you had, you had strayed away, your heart had strayed away yeah. from, from, yes. from um, obeying God's word and, and living the way you know God wants you to live because... Yeah. You say you got baptized by the Holy Ghost at the age of five. And you know what? What's so funny when you mentioned that? Because today I was in this, this very same scripture from Matthew 19, verse 14, that says, But Jesus said, Suffer the little children and forbid them not to come unto me, for of yeah. so is the kingdom of God. And so when you mentioned that you were baptized by the Holy Ghost at age five, I'm saying, God, you really mean it when you said, Don't stop the children, them to come unto Amen. you. At age five, we are here saying that he got baptized by the Holy Ghost. Fast forward to now, you're in this near-death experience situation, right? And oh I would like just talk to you about, you know, what, what it means to start learning to depend upon him. Because no matter the amount of weapon, this this also reminds me of the story with, with David when them did I give him the, ar the, the armors them to put on to the Right, and David said, "Listen, I, I've never proved this before, but I've proved right. God." And 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 right. I say that, uh, brother, read that God speaks to even those who are not saved or have backslidden. Right. But my prayer That's is right. that we are able to hear when He's speaking, because God speaks to all of us in That's it, right. all, all the time. That's right. So so so, brother, read tell us so. One would think that after that experience, right, you would have run to God. Did, did you run to God after those experiences or what happened after? No, no. so <laughs> no, that was not the situation at all. So again, I, I, I still continued. I, I, I was still visiting church because again, God is so good that my, my father was the one who he had the spirit of of, 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 of that father that, that the Lord Jesus spoke about in the story of the, uh, the account of the prodigal son. So my father was one that he called me to check up on me and always inviting me to come to church and say, listen, man, come, man. Don't, you, know, don't, 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 you know, God has not given up and you're still coming to the house of the Lord. You know, he was always that, that, that voice of reason in my ear. You know, and so it was not un until about 20, it was in 2010 
<laughs> it was in 2010 that is this is very profound. It was in 2010 that I I I fully came back and recommit my life to the Lord Jesus. Went to the altar and prayed through, as they would say. Yes, and was refreshed by the Holy Ghost and re and re established that proper fellowship and communion with the Lord. The hold your tongue, um, Rohan Reed. So when we come back, guys, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we are going to hear from our dear brother, Rohan Reed, as he shared with us how uh, he was able to reclaim back his life with the Lord Jesus Christ. He said this was in 2010. Guys, don't go anywhere. You cannot miss the rest of this testimony. We will be right back. Hi neighbor, stopping by really quickly to remind you, yes you, that the word of God is quick and powerful. And what this means is that anywhere the word of God hits, there's an instant connection. But guess what? God need our vehicles to transport the word from point A to point B. I transport the word in your life today. Do you want to be the vehicle to transport the word into someone else's life? If so, go ahead and share this word on your social media platforms and be a blessing unto others. Let us together fulfill the word of God that says, Go ye out and preach to all nations. Also remember to like, subscribe, and leave your comment in the comment section below. I am so happy to have you as a part of this community. God bless you. May the Lord continue to shine his face upon you and to grant you grace in all your ways. Remember, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. See you later. We are back with the final segment of today's episode. We are with our brother in Christ, our beloved brother Rohan Reed. Guys, in case you missed it, he shared with us his testimony before. Um, you know, he got saved pretty young. So obviously, um, he always grew up knowing, knowing the Lord because even his very parents ensured that they taught him these ways of God. The Bible said, train our child the way they should grow. So when they're older, they will not depart. And so when Brother Reed got older, he began to go out there in the world. Again, he said he was influenced by company, you know, friends and all of them kind of stuff there. And now he is about to tell us how he end up reclaim his life back with the Lord Jesus Christ. But before I, I allow him to share, I also want to share a little backstory of how I met Brother Rohan Reed. So Brother Rohan Reed and I, we fellowship at the same, or we begin fellowship fellowshipping at the same um, tabernacle of praise. Uh, we both worship at True Tabernacle. He has now branched off to another one of our other branches in the apostolic, um, you know, what would we you call it, brother, brother Rowan Reed, the, the apostolic body, right? And, right. Right. And so, you know, nevertheless, we have always kept in touch. Why? Because, you know, my spirit bear witness with persons that are truly sold out for Christ. I don't know. I thank God for that level of discernment. I really thank God because in this day and age, we really have to have discernment to know who is definitely of God and who is not. And my spirit certainly bear witness, not because he's on my show today, but this is something I've expressed to Brother Rowan Reed many times before. My spirit bear witness that he is really sold out for Christ. And he, I'm telling you, I, I cannot begin to express um how I, I feel about the servant of the living God, a man that is always ready to pray with you, uh, a man that, you know, those type of person that is just always ready to cheer you on. He's never too weary. He's never too tired. He's, he's 
always available if you're up in the night and you need a prayer partner brother reed is that servant that you can put on spot you know sometimes i kind of get concerned about him i try to wonder isn't he overwhelmed isn't he tired isn't he cast down his spirit because every time i speak to brother rohan reed he is he sound the same way vibrant in spirit energetic in spirit is as if I, I don't know. And I know that he has situations that, like we all do, but is just one of those persons that is always ready to cheer you on. And so I, I really thank God for blessing me with uh, his, his son. I thank God for putting me in connection with him because since I have known him, God has taught me so much through him. And so Brother Rowan Reed, I want you to know, go ahead and share with us you said right. that you were reclaimed in i think the year 2010, 2010. right 2010. but just to backtrack a bit that the period that i was out there in my mess i did i did quite a few things i, 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 I was smoking cigarette and go to a few parties and all that stuff but it's nothing to to to, to glory about but just so people have an idea that yeah you know so me understand all, all the outer roads still <laughs> but yes. 2010 2010 was the year. I think it was April 2010. Um, May, April, May. It was May 2010 that I went to the altar and I prayed through and got reconnected to the Lord. And what, what, what is interesting, 2020, 2010 is a year of transition, both in the, in the, in the, in the, in the realm of the spirit, having been um, reclaimed, coming back to my heavenly father, and it was a transition from uh, a division where I was to a new division within my organization. And when I got to this, this, this division, I remember it, our focus was, was on anti-corruption, targeting corrupt members of law enforcement or members of the public who tried to corrupt law enforcement. That was our focus. And so we had an education campaign, because this is a testimony I want that is connected to my... <laughs> you know, coming back to my father. <laughs> so one day, I am not one that used to love public speaking. And so part of the thing was that I, I, I wanted to challenge myself. Um, so I went out with my, my, my su supervisor, a superintendent at the time, um, to do a lecture on corruption. We, were, we went to St. Elizabeth. I remember it clearly. And uh, I was the person driving the vehicle. It was three of us, myself, the soup, and another colleague of mine. And when we got to St. Elizabeth, there was a, a female officer who, who indicated that they were going to have devotion before we start the lecture. And I recall the song that she was singing was Your Grace and Mercy. This was in August 2010 now. Mm -hmm. About two months after I come back into the fall, Your Grace and Mercy brought me through. And I found myself as she was singing, and I was singing, my eyes were closed. I was in a pensive mood not knowing that that song that was being sung was a testimony <laughs> of mm. that which was to come two hours later. Because two hours later, when we left St. Elizabeth and we were proceeding to St. James, um, I, 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 I drove Newmarket Road. And I recall I was driving a Toyota RAV4 at the time. I was not familiar with the, 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 the area, but I, 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 we were having a little discussion while we were driving and then it's like the vehicle became silent. Nobody was speaking and it seems like my colleague may, they were probably sleeping. I don't know, or dozing off. But I was there driving and I didn't realize that I was now into an intersection. This was in Hanover, a place named Shettle, Shettles, I think it's what, Shettlewood, or Shettles, one of those roads in um, Hanover. I didn't realize I was in an intersection and I saw a truck coming and I saw the vehicle and the truck lined up for a head-on collision. And in my mind, in a millisecond, like I said to myself, if we take this head-on, all of us, we are going to die. And so what I did was to swing the car, the Jeep to the left while I floored the gas pedal and the front of the truck missed the front of the RAV4 and it crashed straight into my door and push us into a orange walk. And then when people came to us, I recall when I looked behind me, I saw my...
he, he made a sigh and I saw blood running out his nose and I just saw when he slumped, like he gave up the ghost. That's how it appeared to me. And then I lost consciousness, I recall. And then sometime after I regained consciousness, when I regained consciousness, I heard sirens, I saw crowds of people. I didn't see my colleagues, but I was trapped in the vehicle. My door was actually, it's like it pinned me in the vehicle. And then I went back into unconsciousness. And then sometime after I regained consciousness and when I regained consciousness, all I was saying and I couldn't stop my mouth was, thank you, Jesus. I was just saying, thank you, Jesus, with a power. It was coming from way down in my belly and I couldn't stop my mouth. I was just saying, thank you, Jesus. Mm. And they managed to cut the door off, get me out the car, rush me to the hospital. When I got to the hospital, the Lord had everything lined up. I the, 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 the senior medical officer was one of my childhood acquaintance from Bible quiz days when in my younger days I used to be involved in Bible quiz when they had the churches playing, playing against each other in Bible quiz. A doctor by the name of Dr. Marshall Stubbs at Cornwall Regional Hospital. He was the one that the Lord would have, one of his servants, to be there to attend to me. And I, I, I can testify, brethren and listeners, that that truck, the, the, the RAV4 was written off. Yes? And although the truck crashed into my door, full speed, not one bone was broken on me. I don't have a scar to show you. I spent six days in the hospital. I don't have a scar to show you, but I have the photograph of the RAV4. And the superintendent was seated behind me. Four of his ribs were broken. Uh. And one of his lungs punctured. And so... The, the, the seat that I was sitting in was closed like a book, so my pelvis should have been crushed. I should be in a wheelchair right now. No bones broken. No scar because of Jesus. <laughs> mm. My God. Mm. My God. I'm shaken up by, by, by this powerful testimony. Talk about grace and mercy. This yes, one is man. merited favor. Hmm? And come back in just in time. Bring yes, me right. Good. Yes, yes. Right. And so um it's just God. I tell people every day that God never ceases to amaze me each day. Each day I hear something that makes me love the Lord even more. And so um you escaping so many near-death experiences. Uh, did this help to push and to build? How were you able to build your relationship now with God? How were you able to well, get place to where you are now in God? So one of the things I believe, what the Lord allowed was, was I would say the Lord... So I, I begin to find myself getting dreams. Yes, a lot of dreams. And, and, and it was the Lord trying to get my attention. Um, of course, reflecting on the goodness of the Lord and what he had done for me and continued to do for me was one of the things that encouraged me to, 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 to get back into prayer. Yes, but I believe that what the Lord did now was to allow some things to come in my direction now where whereby I was getting these dreams and then I was um, having these some experiences in terms of encounters with the enemy in the realm of the spirit. Yes. Yes, and uh, I had great discomfort in my flesh for several years, I recall. I was mm -hmm. having great affliction in the flesh. I lacked understanding. But in the midst of the affliction, what I found was that it drove me to my knees because that was the place where I got comfort in pouring out before the Lord. And I believe it was a part of the, 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 the process of, of um, purification and a process of, of growth to, to ingrain, this is how I'm viewing it, to ingrain a level of discipline in me in, in the sense that I had to be in prayer constantly because that was the thing that gave me comfort when I was being afflicted in the flesh from the realm of the kingdom of darkness. And it was, it was during those moments where I, I, when my wife was sleeping, I was up in the hours of the morning in prayer. 
Yes, I, I lost my desire for sleep. <laughs> yes, because the bed was like the worst place to be in. Yes. And so I, I begin to find myself in prayer hours, hours, and find myself expressing myself to the Lord like I've never done before. I didn't even know that I could I could pray, find words to express myself to the Lord like I did during those moments. And it was during that process of the afflictions and the discomfort that I begin to grow and then I begin to come to certain understanding. And, and, and because I realized that it was prayer that was the thing that, that brought about that relief, I knew that I had to keep praying. I had to be in the Word. And of course, I had my parents and other brethren as support. You know, there were moments that I had to pour out to them what I was experiencing. I couldn't, I couldn't, I could only express but I didn't know what was the source or the cause. There were moments I felt like there were a thousand rays cutting my flesh, but there was no cut on my flesh. But that's how I felt mm -hmm. in my body. And then I begin to come to certain understanding along the way as the Lord would lead me to people. Yes. Um, and so <laughs> I recall that we had a little discussion this morning talking about testimony. <laughs> you know, a lot of people, you know, in, in testifying, they like to testify about victories. Yes. And, and it is good to testify about victories. But it is also good to testify about the battles, about the, the, the conflicts in the, in the realm of the spirit, about the struggles that you have. It's good to, to testify about it because in, 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 in sharing your struggles, sharing your battles, you know, the Lord will lead you to somebody who would have gone through the very same thing that you'd have, you are going through now. And the Lord would have brought them the, um, deliverance and given them certain strategy that now when they hear your situation, they can share their testimony with you. And from their testimony, you can be in a position to apply some, if not all, of the strategy to what you're facing, which can lead to your victory. So that now you can not only testify about the struggle, but you can also testify about the victory to somebody else and be of encouragement to them. And that's why the Bible says that we overcome the dragon by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimony. And so there are many persons going through struggles. Yes, their um, war fears that they have no understanding. They keep it to themselves. And so they are suffering in silence. And the thing is, the enemy does not like to be exposed. Yes. He's, he's, he's the prince of darkness. So it like to be behind the scenes causing all manner of things in our life and we keep quiet and we think they're keeping quiet now I'm going to make him stop. It's when you begin to expose the enemy and his strategy that the enemy going back off because if when he knows it once you know say him you will get the strategy from the word of God. The Lord will download in, into your spirit how to deal with him. And so many virgin because of pride they suffer in silence. And so the victory that they should get, it takes a longer time for them to get the victory. You know why? Because the Lord is going to allow the, the, the battle to be so intense that it is going to force them to cry out and to talk out. Amen. <laughs> yes. Amen. I cannot agree with you no more, uh, Brother Reed. Certainly so. You know, and I want to use this opportunity to make to decree, to decree and to declare, you know, in the hearing of the enemy, you know, that listen about trouble me, you know, because if you trouble me, me I got talk. If you trouble me, if I'm if you're oppressing me, I am going to reach out for help. I'm Amen. going to help i am going to talk and the moment i understand what i'm going through i will be testifying and exposing it i i am not keeping no secret that way the enemy will want to think twice when he wants to attack you because he knows that when you get your deliverance or even through the oppression you're going to you're not going to keep silent you know not brother right. you mentioned that um you mentioned about after you gave your life to Christ, you recommit your life to Christ, that is, and how um, you started to go through great affliction spiritually, something I can definitely relate to. And um, 
I, I understand that place of being, I would say, a young convert, right? And not right. having spiritual understanding. This is why Paul tells us, tell us in his writing that we must walk in the spirit, right? Yeah. And so we are not used to walking in the spirit, right? You know, it's our flesh we used to deal with in our sin and right. carnal man and the carnal way of thinking. We only go by what we can see around us. Right. So when start experiencing the unseen, the invisible part of, of life, the, the spiritual realm. We don't understand it. We don't have that level of, of, of revelation, you know, and, and I, I, I know that is a very horrible, and it, just in case there is anyone that is under the sound of our voice as well, if you are going through um, any affliction and I know sometimes it can be even demonic attacks, right? And you're mm. All these oppression and you don't understand. Don't keep it in silent. Don't be afraid to tell people because you don't know what people are going to think or if they're going to think you're crazy or you're, you're, you're too spiritual. Listen, you need to beg God to send you people who walk in the spirit and have understood spirit and who would have overcome these things that can help to shed some light in the situation because again as our our brother in christ just said satan like when we keep silent in our affliction he likes mm -hmm. when we keep silent so he can stay in the in the in behind the scene and do what he's doing and so brother reed i wish i have more time but as we're about to wrap up this podcast, we have a couple minutes leave, maybe less than, let's say about five, seven minutes leave. I want for you to, to encourage the men that are not saved, that are listening to this podcast today. What yes. word that God has laid on your heart for our unsaved brothers? Go ahead. Well, what I'd want to say to, to my unsaved brothers and i call them brothers because i speak in faith yes that we arrest them even now in the name of jesus christ for the kingdom of god yes we arrest their mind Absolutely. from the enemy yes the bible says young men i call upon you because you are strong you know and many times as as as, as young men we you know we make a lot of excuses why we don't want to serve the lord one one of the big factor is fear we fear what people is going to say about us or how they're going to view us. But can I tell you, you need not fear what people is going to say. You see, the enemy tried to use fear to hold you out there in the world because his mission, as the Bible said, is to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Yes, but the Bible says that Jesus come that we might have life and have it more abundantly. And so I'd say that it takes brave men to serve God. Yes. Yeah. Weak men serve the devil, but strong men serve God. <laughs> you understand? And I'm sure men don't like to be, to, to be called weak. You know, so I'll say to our men, arise. Arise and come into your purpose because God didn't call you or created you for you to be destroyed. He created you to have dominion over this devil. Yeah. Yes, God created man to have dominion, not only in the earth, but in the realm of the spirit. Mm -hmm. So that when we pray and when we talk to God, when we are in relationship with God as men, and we open our mouth and declare a thing, we have the bucketive of heaven that God will respond. And I could, I, I have so many testimonies to share, but I probably another time, and I'll share some more as, as my beloved sister when she's led by the Spirit to reach out to me in that regard. But I want to say to our men, men, they are the target of the enemy. Yes, that's why we see them being murdered. We see many of them in prison. Many of them turn into homosexuality. It's a spiritual thing. What the enemy is trying to do is to, to destroy you. The enemy hates God. And because man is made, both male and female, we are made in the image and likeness of God. The enemy can't touch God, so him try to touch the nearest thing to God and the dearest thing to God, which is our men and our women. And so it is time for us to come to our senses, yes, and come back into our rightful position, yes, and seek to fulfill our purpose. We were created to serve God. We were created for the glory and pleasure of God. Yes, we were created for God's pleasure. So he make us in his image so that we could operate like him in the earth. 
to bring glory to him and to bring destruction to the kingdom of darkness. All right. Peter said in the book of Acts chapter 2, right? Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Yes, Jesus said in, in, in um, St. John 3 from verse 1, going down, when he was speaking to Nicodemus, that except a man be born again of the water and of the spirit, him cannot enter into the kingdom. Yes. And so Peter explained clearly how to enter into the kingdom. The water birth was explaining Acts chapter 2, verse 38, when it says, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. Because baptism is the water birth, whereby you, you, you bury the old man, the sinful man. Yes? And when you rise up, you rise up a new man. Yes? When you get the spirit of God now, which is the Holy Ghost, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory, that now empowers you now to live above sin. Yes, once you continue in prayer and in the word. Because the Bible says that any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. Uh, claim to be a son of God without having the spirit of God. Yes, and you cannot be saved unless you have been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and receive his spirit. There is no way around that. All right? <laughs> and so I'd encourage our young men, to get connected to Jesus. In a time like now, we need to be covered under the blood of Jesus. We need to have the name of Jesus upon our life. We need to have the spirit of God in us every step of the way. So the Lord will give you dreams and visions and show you things that is coming so that you will know how to pray to be delivered from that which is to come. Another time I'll share with you how the Lord showed me a vision of something that was going to happen right one house away from me. Yes, my God, my and God, and we have side called us. <laughs> my God, the Lord bless you. Read when you were when you mentioned um that if I if I if if I felt led to invite you again, you didn't even. I feel like when you said that, that was like the Lord just download another idea for another season, and so I will pray some more about it. But I'm hoping that this is God confirming something in me that, you know, the time will come another season where I can invite those who have shared their testimony in this season to come and share a word and use that opportunity to share more testimonies and just minister um, in that season, the, whatever word God would give them. You know, like you understand what I'm saying, right? Just to minister. Yes, in the hearing of our listeners so definitely i'll pray some more about this because i would love to have you back on this this part show i mean i'm sure you're packed with many testimonies and many i don't know how to start because i have so many <laughs> yes many powerful testimonies at, at that you know i wish we had more time but you know how these uh, platforms are they're time limited and i think we have gone probably over 40 minutes since we started but nevertheless thank you so much for that encouragement and i i'm trusting god that if there's any that is under the sound of our voice as a a male that is not saved, this word has planted in their heart like a seed and that they will begin to reflect on their life and where it is that they want to spend eternity. Yes, and so, yes, and so thank you again, uh, Brother Reed. I just really want to thank you again for coming on board and sharing with us. And I want to take this opportunity to also encourage those um, believers, especially our men in Christ and young people, but just in general, all across the board. I, I just want to take this opportunity as well to encourage you based on the testimony of our brother uh, Reed, you know, our brother in Christ, brother Reed, that as he mentioned, and you would have heard that his heart at one point had departed from the Lord. And because of this, he started to 
fall away from the word and from fasting and from prayer. And the enemy used this opportunity to present the word before him. Uh, and, and when he said that, um, I mean, that could not be more, more realer than what it is. Because again, as he mentioned, if the enemy see that you're fasting and all, you're, you're fasting, life is is on fire your prior life is on fire and all of that stuff you're in the word he will stay away you understand but once he realized that you fall off or you're falling off with jesus christ when jesus christ was at the weakest point um he had just finished a 40 day fasting and if you know anything about fasting to go 40 days it, it 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 is one of the hardest thing that man can do but jesus did it and satan used that moment to come and to try to seduce jesus into temptation and i'm saying that to say this that brethren stay in the word stay in the in fasting and stay in prayer Hallelujah. Give no loophole and no open door to the enemy. I decree and declare that may your altar of prayer and fasting and the word of God never burn out. In, may, may the fire of your altar never burn out in Jesus' name. Brother Reed, do you have Amen. anything you want to finalize on? And then we are yes. going to end the show. Yes, I just want to, just to back up the point that you made. A scripture, you know, the spirit quickened me with the scripture. Um, just to support, you know, something I said and I heard you backing it up, touching on Jesus. The Bible says, walk in the spirit and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. And so walking in the spirit is about being in prayer, being in the word. Yes, subduing the flesh through fasting, the carnal desires. And in so doing, you will not yield to temptation. And so, just remember the word of the Lord. Bible says, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And so that is why we get a fight to pray. We have got to, to fight, to pray, fight, to read the word of the Lord, fight to be in fasting. Because these are the things that are effective against the influence of the enemy. He knows the damage that our prayers does to his kingdom. Yes, and so that's why he fights us in our prayer life and in our word life and fasting life. So my encouragement to our listeners tonight, Christians and even those who are not yet Christians, you know, especially those who are, 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 are not yet Christians, I'd encourage you to begin to pray. The Lord hear your prayer. Begin to fast. The Lord will hear it just like Cornelius in Acts chapter 10. Yes. And in so doing, you will get the attention of heaven that God will even send angels to minister to you like he did to Cornelius and send his man's servant to come and minister to you so that you can get into the kingdom, know the way, yes? Know the right way to get into the kingdom. And so this is my encouragement to our listeners. And I just want to say to Sister Lenisha, thank you for having me tonight. It was indeed a blessing. Yes, and thank you so much, Brother Reed, for agreeing to come on this show. We really appreciate your presence here with us. And we know that, let me say, I know that many who would have heard this testimony is blessed by your testimony. I'm sure we want to hear back from you again. So please look out for the invite in the near future very soon. Amen. 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 Guys, there you have it, the testimony of Brother Rohan Reed, a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ who is sold out for the gospel. And as you would have heard, all the things that he shared, and this is the kind of testimony I like, guys. I love these testimonies where believers are transparent, right? Because oftentimes, you know, we the message can if we're not careful or we present uh, the word, even the word of God when we minister it and we preach it, if we're not careful, we give the wrong impression for persons to think that this road is an easy journey. It is not. And this is why many persons, they will come to the Lord. And when they start go, go through persecution, they give up because 
they thought that serving God, all of a sudden, now everything is going to work out smoothly and, and you're not going to have any oppression and any trial and any tribulation. But let me tell you something, as you would have heard Brother Reed testified, when, when you come to Christ, sometimes the, the trials and the tribulations, they get even greater. But the difference is that you have authority, you have power over the powers of the enemy and nothing shall by no means harm you not just that you'll get wisdom you'll get knowledge you'll get wally for bonus niceness where you never did have before you get saved and and and, and walking with the holy spirit you're able to understand the things of the spirit and to walk according to what god has called us to do and so i just Thank God for giving us this opportunity to hear from his servant. And guys, this is where we are wrapping up the show. Thank you so much for your time, um, for tuning in. And may the good Lord bless and keep you. Continue to cause his face to shine upon you and to grant you grace in all your ways. Remember, acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. Brother Reed, thank you again for coming in. And guys, until next time, it is the love of God for us. God bless you. Amen. It's God's love for me. It's His love for me. Hey guys, we all have a story to tell. And my sis has started a podcast called It's the Love of God for Me. On this podcast, she speaks about how God has taken her from a place of brokenness to a place of healing. She speaks about being a victim of sexual abuse, forgiveness, and one bugger things. I'm not going to tell you everything, so just click on her IG handle in the caption. It will take you to her page, and you can just click the link in her bio to listen to the episodes, right? The podcast is also available on Google Podcasts. Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Guys, also remember to share because we don't know whose life her story could impact.